This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay. We've uh, mentioned in the past that at the end of every parsha, there's a simon to the number of psukim at the end of the parsha. And the end of parsha is Vayichi, it says, Pei psukim. Pe'el pesimen. And that triggered something in my mind. We mentioned in the past, and actually, if I may, I'm going to make a little commercial here for the new Sefer on Shemais that just came out, hot off the press. You could get it at Better Svarim stores. You could get it at our site, RabbiDG.com. If you look in the very last piece on Sefer, on Parsha's Pekude, we talk about the Simonim at the end of the Parsha. We bring over here that from uh, the Sefer Taras Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sefer. <coughs> He attributes the simonim to the Balei Hamasaira. So what is exactly the significance of 85 psukim in Parshas Vayechi? I think we could say uh, very beautifully. There's another book in Tanakh that has 85 psukim. Anybody remember what it is? Sefer Rus has 85 psukim. What's the connection between Parshas Vayechi and Sefer Ros. The answer is, when we study the Berchas Yaakov, it's uh, traditionally called Berchas Yaakov. Why is it called Berchas Yaakov? Is it Berchas Yaakov? I mean, examining what it is, it's a little bit unusual. Ruvain just is castigated. He's reprimanded. Shimon and Levi, Oror Apam. Doesn't sound like a bracha, sounds more like an Oror. Asher, he's told to be a baker. Is that a bracha? I mean, bakers are good, but is that a bracha? Zvulan is given real estate advice. So what exactly are the Berchus Yaakov? And none of the Mepharshim really offer one thematic approach to explain the Berchus Yaakov. And we've spoken out in the past the amazing approach of Rav Don Yitzchak Abarbanel. The Abarbanel understands that Yaakov Avinu is laying on his deathbed and he sees that his family is different than in previous generations. While in the past, Avram had one son Yitzchak, Yitzchak had one son Yaakov, Yaakov has 12 children. They're about to form a nation and a nation needs a melech. And what Yaakov Avinu needs to do is determine who is the correct son to be the melech. And he goes through the respective qualities of all of his children explaining why none of them are worthy to be Melech except for one particular one. Ruvain, you're impetuous. You can't be the Melech. A king has to act deliberate. Shimon and Levi, you have a temper. It's good. You want to be a Rebbe? Good. You'll stand up for the Halacha. But you can't be a Melech. Asher, you're not a melech. You're the baker who makes delicacies for the king. Zavulan, you're not a melech. You're a businessman. Imagine someone comes into the palace and they stands in front of the king, bows before the king, and the king opens up his jacket. He says, hey, you want to buy a watch? You know, the king can't be a businessman. There's only one individual who's worthy to be the king, who has the strength, the endurance, the humility, the majesty, Yehuda, lo yasur shevet mi Yehuda. What about Yosef? There was one 
disqualifying factor with Yosef. Yosef elicited the jealousy of the brothers. Therefore, he cannot be the king. Yosef cannot be the king. What is the tachlis of Parshas Vayechi? The tachlis of Vayechi is establishing Malchus base David. Therefore, it parallels Seferus in the number of psukim. They both have 85 psukim. Now, Pi Kabbalah, the Yesoi, the, the Sphira of Malchus, is called Peh. Malchus Peh, Malchus, the sphere of Malchus is the Torah Shabbat Therefore, since both Vayechi and Sefer Rus established Malchus based David, which is Malchus Peh, they both have 85 Sukkim. Besiyata Deshmai, it's a very beautiful approach to why Parshas Vayechi and Sefer Rus parallel each other. They both have 85 Pesukim. There you go. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.